Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Gene Ginsberg here, and welcome to another episode of Listen by Gene Ginsberg. And I have a returning guest today, which I'm very excited about. Um, hi, Milos, how's it going? Hi, Gene, really good. Uh, first of all, gotta thank you, and I gotta say that I'm honored and humbled by the fact that uh, I'm on your on your podcast. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited that you're back. Um, a lot has changed since our last episode, which was about three years ago at this point. And we'll get yep. into the changes that you guys have been experiencing, which uh, I'm sure are all are all good changes. But before we jump into that, I always like to ask our guests our first question, just to give some context for audiences, is tell us about your background. Uh, so uh, I'm based in uh, Brno, Czech Republic, and uh, I've been in the VC business since uh, 2014, where uh, me and my partner, the CEO and founder of Ysoft Corporation, we started Ysoft Ventures, uh, a very small uh, venture capital fund uh, here in uh, Czech Republic. Prior to that, I ran the largest uh, uh, startup incubator in the Czech Republic. And prior to that, I was a, a banker in the United States, actually, for uh, for about seven years. So uh, that, that's my background in a nutshell. <laughs> Excellent. So tell me about the organization now. Uh, so Ysoft Corporation, the mother company of our uh, venture capital arm, is in the print management business, um, kind of company that made it globally out of uh, Eastern European country. Uh, we are operating in pretty much globally, um, uh, offices in 26 countries around the world, uh, servicing Fortune 500 companies uh, with our print management software and hardware. And um, in 2014, we basically decided that since the company made it globally and uh, gained a lot of uh, know-how in um, creating hardware and software business and doing it globally, we decided to, out of sort of patriotic reasons, to invest in Czech uh, and Slovakian companies that want to make it globally and help them with the know-how that we have. That's that's the main idea behind Ysoft Ventures. So we look for companies that are sort of similar to Ysoft in, in what they do and how they sell uh, in B2B world, and we invest in them, basically. Gotcha. So just to clarify, so Ysoft, the company, is in the software space, um, and so it went global, and now you're taking some of those funds and then investing them in a VC, which then in turn invests into uh, startups. Is that right? Yes, exactly. And we we have a we are we are hardware specialists basically because we have a manufacturing facility here in Czech Republic. So we also manufacture the hardware for some of our startups. Uh, the recent changes that we are going to talk about later uh, relate to that we are also moving a little bit from the hardware to maybe the software world uh, uh, because we see less and less startups uh, in in the hardware field, uh, but. Uh, the ones that we have invested are are doing are doing great, and 
uh, like I said, um, not very many venture capital funds can help with manufacturing and certification and logistics and all of those things when it comes to hardware. It's a, it's a, it's a hard discipline. Right. Absolutely. So tell us about some of the companies that you invested in as part of the venture fund. Well, uh, probably the best performing is a company called Savio. They do uh, indoor uh, location services. Uh, so if you are like an automotive manufacturer or a large warehouse and you need to digitize everything that's happening inside the space, you put special hardware on these forklifts, uh, people, uh, anything that's moving indoor that you need to manage. Uh, and uh, they're focusing heavily on automotive. It helps them with their supply chain. So when you have these pallets of goods moving throughout the factory, then you know when, when you run out and it automatically tells your suppliers to ship you some more goods. Uh, we have some, we have a cybersecurity company, Great Cortex. We have a company in the uh, video streaming business uh, that's doing well in the US market, Comprimado. Um, we have a, uh, we have a company in a waste management business, Sensoneo. They basically make hardware um, sensors that uh, uh, are inside uh, large trash cans and they track, uh, they track the, the amount of trash that's inside and also uh, logistically navigate the waste management company trucks uh, in large cities to optimize their routes. Um, we have a company called Nanovision that's in... Um, electron microscope business. They make special hardware, very expensive piece of hardware that you put on an electron microscope. And it sort of has this needle that works like a gramophone needle that scans the object um, that it's looking at and it makes 3D models out of it. So it helps the scientists or whoever works on these objects to, uh, to review them more carefully. And our most recent investment is a company called Arbo Technologies. Uh, that's a car company in the arboriculture business. They uh, created a software that scans and um, uh, sort of analyzes the health of trees uh, because every tree has its owner, uh, usually municipalities. We are talking about the big trees that are, you know, inside cities, the municipalities or uh, and any owner has to take care of these trees so they're not dangerous and, and look at their health. And uh, usually you have people that come and they measure this tree for all day. And uh, these guys created a software that just basically scans the tree and gives you a quick analysis. So they, they cut the, the time down to, to, to minutes or seconds instead of, instead of days looking at these trees. And then they created this hardware that you put on top of a car and you can actually drive on the interstate or along a highway and you scan all these trees at a high speed and then you provide the report uh, to the uh, to the city or to the highway uh, organization that takes care of it, that they need to cut these trees or trim them or whatever needs to be done so they don't fall down and cause casualties or on like railways and things like that. So very uh, very interesting company. They're sort of turning the uh, arboriculture upside down with their with their technology because they don't have they don't have any competition. Uh, Everybody is doing it sort of manually. So right. uh, quite excited about that. Wow, that's a lot of ventures, and actually, the the, R, the tree one sounds kind of interesting because I always thought about that. You know, like obviously, there's a bunch of trees just in my neighborhood, and I'm like, who takes care of these? And like, how? Yeah, how do you know the tree is healthy? And you know, when is it time to remove the tree if you have to? So that's an interesting one that uh, most people don't really think about. 
but it's very important, right? Because I mean, those trees can be dangerous if they're not properly taken care of. So, oh, absolutely, and they have they they, they will uh, they have an app where you can actually scan the tree, uh, and um, uh, it will it will tell you whether it's like leaning to one side, and if you know if a thunderstorm comes, that the tree can fall down and things like that. It's uh, very very interesting. Yes, that's very exciting. Uh, lots of uh, lots of ventures. So. Uh, one question I always like to ask, you know, since the pandemic started is how has the pandemic impacted your YSoft or the YSoft ventures? And that could be both negative or positive. I mean, I've seen a lot of companies that have been actually uh, COVID has been uh, po- had a positive impact on some businesses. And so what has been your experience? Uh, well, all of the companies in our portfolio have definitely experienced a little bit of a hit when it comes to revenues and, and doing business. Uh, that's obvious. When I look at just the venture capital side of the business, uh, there was a period of time of about six months where it was really hard to come across anything into our pipeline, like a new deal to look at, because with the pandemic, you they're pretty much all of these startup events that you would go to and pitching events, they all ended and nothing was happening. So right. you, you don't hear about anybody and, and looks like for some time, everybody was just at home and not even thinking about maybe starting a business. So it was sort of a very quiet time. And just when we started talking about it, that it's, that it's really weird. And I started to talking to other VCs and they said, yeah, it's the same. We, you know, we, we look into our pipeline to maybe do follow-up rounds, but we don't have very many new companies coming up. Uh, then it sort of started slowly picking up. And, and now in the last couple of months, it has been after the summer, it has been really busy with, uh, with new deals. And we've been looking quite a, at quite a few new technologies. Uh, but there's a, there's a new problem, actually, uh, that, uh, that came up in Europe. I just read an interesting article about it. Um, uh, we have a huge deal with valuations just going out of proportions. We, we see that in the Czech market and, and actually it's being talked about in Europe. Um, uh, and, and I'm sure this is happening in the United States in a way, but- I was gonna say, I think it's happening also in the United States. I think there's just these companies are getting massive valuations, which kind of makes me think that there's some sort of bubble going on. Right, right. And, you know, European Union and European Commission has poured some money into the Eastern European countries. So there were a couple of funds here in Czech Republic that have gotten quite a bit of money, uh, like actually a lot of money for the market. And usually when we talk to a company, they already have a signed term sheet by these funds because they have too much money for the market. And that has that has brought the uh, valuations up quite a bit. And also... Um, the VCs are so eager to invest that they are not doing the due diligence properly. They are doing the high valuations and, and all of, and we are more conservative when it comes to this. So there's definitely going to be, somebody's going to hit a wall here is, is, is my prediction because um, we are now doing some follow-up rounds for the companies that are in the portfolio. They're employing, you know, dozens of people, they're making revenue and, they are arguing with uh, Series A investors about the next round, and they are getting the same valuations as the uh, as the newcomers that have pretty much oh. no revenue. And it's kind of hard to, for us to swallow because on one hand, we are on these calls and meetings where companies are fighting for valuations when they're actually doing business. They're selling their profitable right. and it's going right. And then you have these businesses that, yes, they have an MVP, 
they're starting to do some business, but pretty much no revenues and they're getting similar valuations. And we lose these deals because we are not, we, we don't want to accept these valuations because right. they're in our world and in our space, they're they're just out of proportions, but it's but it's happening. And, and I think this is going to burst one of these days. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen? Is it just you think that the whole industry is going to go down and more of the valuations are going to be more in line with what the actual valuation is? Or is it just going to be the newcomers are going to get lower valuations? What do you think is going to be the... Well, outcome? I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to go back to the basics. You know, the, the old venture capital rule was that if you invest 10 startups, only one of them is going to survive. And obviously, right. these funds are expecting... Uh, all these uh, startups to do well. So once one in 10 will do well uh, and actually make it, uh, these funds are going to take big hits. And obviously we are, we're looking at actual exit numbers of companies in, in Europe. And usually it seems to us that the valuations that some of the new companies are getting are sort of based on maybe like US valuations when it comes to exits and some of the math just doesn't add up to us. So we're right. we're sort of watching, we're talking to companies, we're trying to find some middle ground uh, and 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 actually and actually do the deal, but it's it's been tough. And I, I see that a lot. And actually I just read a report uh, that was done across across Europe and they see they see everything and now you're confirming that this is happening in the state so something is going to happen. We have the inflation uh, coming up obviously in uh, in Europe. Uh, so um, I, I'm expecting I'm expecting a burst uh, uh, sometime sometime next year. The the partner in the fund, the CEO of Weissov, he just did an interview for a major newspaper here in Czech, and he's predicting a double digit inflation next year. And and I am okay. thinking this is this is going to happen as well. And how will that impact uh, Weissov Ventures in the sense of are you going to slow down on new deals, or what, what do you think is going to be happening in the next six to twelve months? Well, we have the comfort of uh, we are a small fund, and I'm and we are not under huge pressure to invest the money because our limited partners are similar patriots, usually um, uh, CEOs that have created Czech companies that made it global, and so they they went into the fund for the same reason, and it's and it's not huge. Uh, so we only work because we are very hands-on and we manufacture for these companies. So we're always going to have between 10 to 15 companies maximum, no huge numbers. Uh, so we pick, um, we take great care, you know, with picking our companies. So we're, we're just going to take it easy. We have our, uh, we have our, uh, I guess, conservative and uh, yeah, conservative ways. We just want these companies to make money and we don't want them to go from financing round to a financing round where, where, you invest money into them and then you're waiting for the next financing round for them to make it. We want them to get into profitability, just, just what you would expect from a regular business. And that's how we, uh, that's how we approach this. And um, every once in a while, these expectations meet on both sides and, and, and it works. So we're just going to do our business the same way we do. Uh, we are, you know, watching the trends and watching the valuations and everything, but uh, take, taking basically a careful Taking it carefully. Yeah, taking a careful view of, of everything. I, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes, I I can see that being just not even necessarily your area, but like even in the, you know, in the US across the board, it just seems that the valuations have been very high. And so uh, it's kind of like that 2008 real estate 
trouble <laughs> that everyone was in it. And then it's like, well, they were all very highly valued real estate. And so, uh, of course, we, you know, we experienced that in, in 2009 and 2010 and whatnot. So um, what are some companies that you're, you are looking at that you think are going like just benefit uh, why self ventures, but also just even benefiting like overall, like something that's revolutionary or interesting that you think is going to be coming on the market? Well, at the moment, uh, we are looking at um, some, obviously, I can't, I can't say the companies because this, the competition is very high, but we are looking, looking at some uh, uh, Medicare hardware, uh, some like uh, uh, hardware that uh, checks on all the functions of a, of a human body. Uh, that's sort of an interesting, interesting discipline we are looking at. And uh, usually it's like a B2B software that uh, increases the effectiveness of, uh, of companies. We are looking in that field. Um, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting one. I would have, uh, I guess, I don't know if you can speak a little bit more, but what do you mean by effectiveness of companies? Well, uh, usually you have, um, uh, there, there were, there were a couple of companies out of our, uh, out of our region that have made it, uh, that have made it uh, globally. UiPath is, is, is one of them. And, uh, then you have all these, uh, little startups that usually have, uh, software that increases uh, the effectiveness of these large tools that companies use oh, to, uh, to, um, uh, to basically become, become more effective, uh, different RPAs and things like that. So um, there's, there's quite a few of them uh, in, in this market, but again, uh, these are usually uh, the, the ones with the high valuations because of the <laughs> couple of successful ones. Um, yeah, they they all come from different fields. We we are we 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 always look at B two B because we only understand business needs. Uh, we don't get into the B two C world. That one we don't understand uh, because it's usually purchase decisions based on emotions and things like that. We we help right. businesses to be to basically work harder. Um, and then global ambitions. And uh, uh, we used to say that we like hardware because we are specialists. So we we prefer if it's hardware based. Uh, we were also looking at a company that has a revolutionary way of printing on textile that's from the region. Uh, that's sort of very interesting. It, it uses a lot less water and chemicals, and it's very eco and, and eco-friendly uh, company. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're very different, um, uh, different deals that we are looking at. Excellent. Wow, that's very exciting things. Um, I love learning about new technologies and uh, new companies that are coming up with ideas for the future. I mean, there's, I feel like there's always so many and talking to someone like you who actually does this on a regular basis that, you know, actually gets into those industries, those like technologies and, um, you know, all of those things that are, that can benefit, you know, mankind in general or businesses in general. So that's uh, very exciting. Um, awesome. And then uh, the last question that I usually ask before we wrap up is, what is your prediction for the industry? And that could be specifically your industry or industry that you're familiar with, or it could be self-driving cars, terraforming Mars, robots, whatever is top of mind for you. Well, um, the, the, the venture capital, like I said, I think we're going to go through some sort of a reset uh, when it comes to the venture capital, because right now, with everybody being scared, everybody's pouring money into real estate, which is driving the uh, the money up because there's there's a lot of cash everywhere. People have money, you know, saved up, so they're looking for different uh, 
investment opportunities. So it's it's kind of interesting. When when we had really good technologies in 2014, when I was fundraising for the first fund, it was really hard. I remember, you know, approaching hundreds. I think I had like 400 investors that I asked to invest, and only four or five said yes. So there were there were a lot of. It, it was kind of hard to raise money. Now you find money on every corner, but it's really hard to find a good company and a good valuation to invest in. So this all has to this all has to reset. So I would I would I would hope I would like if there were more interesting deals and better valuations, obviously. Right. Uh, and and it would meet with uh, the investor needs that they would have the extra cash to invest. Now everybody is just trying to get rid of cash, uh, and and the pressure is piling up, and you know real estate and everything, and putting it into Bitcoin and uh, I mean um, uh, cryptocurrencies and all of that. People are just throwing money at it, and I am predicting that there's going to be a huge. Um, huge fall. Uh, I was actually a banker in the United States right before the 09 crisis. I remember I had two assistants just printing loan documents because I, I could not do them fast enough. I mean, people were taking loans like crazy. You did not have to show your income. You just stated your income and you got a mortgage and you bought this and that. And it was just, I mean, we couldn't print you know, loan paper fast enough. And uh, and we knew that this was just going to happen. Then I moved uh, back to Europe, and 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 of course it happened, like global crisis. And it's very similar what's happening right now. Uh, so so hopefully hopefully a big big reset. Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it because I uh, I have like a personal problem for where it's gotten with people right now and and with money because. Uh, um, uh, it's it's just a little crazy right now. So I'm I'm hoping for a reset and going yeah. back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean it seems like it's coming because it's there's only so much it can last, right? Um, so it's probably going to happen right. sometime in the next in the next year or so. Uh, which I guess we'll see what the fallout of that will be. Um, there are a lot of great companies and great startups out there, and so it might be harder to maybe raise uh, funds and maybe raise, you know, even a pre-seed round or, or a seed round in the next, I don't know, 12 months, if that's going to be the fallout of that. So um, interesting to see where that all lands. Um, so yeah, and, but, maybe and, we... and, and of course, you know, tough times always create better companies. You, you True. Out, of, out of the crisis, you know, when somebody comes up with something, it's, it's something, it's always a little more because right now it seems like, uh, Companies that don't have that have sort of mediocre uh, technologies or, or or you know business models and things like that they they get funding and uh, the better companies always come out of the crisis. It's my that's right. that's that's what I think. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. I uh, love to do another um, episode with you in six to twelve months and see where things have shifted uh, based on our conversation today. So, but. Thank you so much for being here, uh, Milos from Y Soft Ventures. And last question is, how can our audiences get in touch with you or the company? Well, uh, Y Soft Ventures, well, thank you. Thank you very much again. Like I said, uh, have loved the opportunity to be here. Uh, YSoftVentures.com, uh, obviously LinkedIn uh, under my name, all of, all of, the, all of the good stuff. And uh, some of the companies that I've mentioned, they're all very active on social media, especially on LinkedIn in the, in the B2B business. So uh, should, we should be very easy, very easy to find. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Great to reconnect again. It's been a few years. Always love um, hearing how, you know, changes and how things have been growing for you. So uh, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.